Who's ready for the word of the Lord this morning? Open up your Bibles with me to 1 Samuel chapter 16. That's where we're going this morning, 1 Samuel chapter 16 this morning. We'll be going there in just one moment. As always, I want to say thank you so much for your faithfulness with your tithes and with your offering and with your giving. Each and every week, it allows us to do things like reach uh, people with far flung and do things right here in our very own city. If you'd like to give today, our ushers will be at the door. You can fill out an envelope, drop it in the bucket. You can go online at LegacyChurchRome.org, click on give, or you can text any amount to the number on the screen. And once again, thank you so much for your faithfulness with your tithes and with your offering and giving every week. Thank you so much. These past three weeks, we've been in a series called Ghosted. We have been in this series, this is our third week, and I believe it's our final week on Ghosted, and it's not about uh, someone leaving you uh, that you're dating uh, or not responding to you. It's about being filled with the Holy Spirit uh, and being filled with the power of the Lord. And today, I'm going to talk about the power of the anointing, the oil. The oil in the Old Testament was symbolic of anointing, and today it still is, and it comes through the power of the Holy Spirit in and on our lives. And I'm going to begin reading this morning in 1 Samuel chapter 16, verse 10. The word says, Thus Jesse made seven of his sons pass before Samuel. And Samuel said to Jesse, The Lord has not chosen these. And Samuel said to Jesse, Are all the young men here? Then he said, There remains yet the youngest. And there he is, out in the field, keeping the sheep. And Samuel said to Jesse, send and bring him, for we will not sit down till he comes here. So he went and brought him in. Now he was ruddy with bright eyes and good looking. And the Lord said, arise and anoint him, for this is the one. Then Samuel took the horn of oil and anointed him in the midst of his brothers, and the Spirit of the Lord came upon David from that day forward. I remember when I was in college, I had a friend who had this really sharp Jeep, and I always wanted a Jeep, but my mama, being a nerve freak, wouldn't let me have one because she thought we were going to turn it over and kill ourselves. So when I was at Lee University, I always liked riding with my friend in his Jeep, and we thought we were something laid back with the top down, rolling through campus. And it was sharp. Everybody, when they saw the Jeep, they knew whose Jeep it was. It was sharp. It was great. And one day, we were headed out to the Okoe River, and I'll never forget it. All of a sudden, that beautiful Jeep sparkling and shining started to, uh, to uh, sputter around and the engine started leaping. And before you know it, there was a big cloud of black smoke coming out of this really pretty, pretty Jeep. Back then, we did not have cell phones. So we got off the road at a gas station and pulled up to this thing called a pay phone. And my friend... <laughs> was from North Carolina, and he called his parents. That was back in the day when you had to remember the numbers. Anybody remember those days? I can barely remember my own 
phone number these days. And he's calling and he's talking to his father and he says, something is wrong with my Jeep. What, what, I don't know what to do. And he's freaking out and we're stuck out in the middle of nowhere. And he, the father tells him to raise up the hood and he's looking around and I'm not a mechanic and he's not a mechanic. We're not wired like that. And all of a sudden, the daddy says, pull up this, this, this. There's a little, there's a little knob there. It's got a hole in it. If you'll pull it up, there's a stick, pull it up. And he pulled it up and he said, what's on it? And he said, nothing. And he said, that's your problem because you're pretty Jeep has no oil in it. You need to go get some oil. Has anybody ever been there? And cars aren't the only thing that need oil, amen? Cars are not the only thing. Cars can be pretty. Cars can be clean. You can, you can have your ride pimped out. You could have been on MTV back in the day with spinners and it bouncing whenever you pull up in the parking lot. You got the speakers in the back and it looks all good and it's sharp. The leather's all cute and stuff inside. But if it has no oil, that car will never get you to your destination. Amen. And this morning, I'm not asking if you're clean. I'm asking, do you need oil today? Because you're not a car, but if you have a destination that you're headed to, and guess what? It's going to take more than armor all. It's going to take more than black magic. It's going to take the oil to get you to your destiny this morning. And you may be moral, but do you have oil? You may be righteous, but do you have oil in your tank, in your spirit this morning? morning. You may be a leader, but do you have oil? You may be famous, but do you have oil? You may have broken the internet, but do you have oil? You may have that drip that everybody talks about, but are you dripping oil today? Because now I have realized that in this day and in society, we have confused talent for anointing. We have confused somebody who can sing. We think they have the anointing. We've confused confused followers on our Facebook with anointing. We've confused those how many thousands we have watching online. Oh, we've got another thousand, so that must mean our anointing is going up. No, 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 no. If you want to know who's got some anointing, just step back and watch as the heat of life begins to rise up. Step back and watch as the winds of life begin to blow and see who has that palm tree faith that I've talked about. See who has the oil by See who by, by, by knowing who is standing at the end of the day. You need oil. What is oil? Oil in the Bible is symbolic of the anointing. And now that oil comes to us by the power of the Spirit. What is oil? What is anointing? It is that appointing and the authorization of the Holy Spirit. When you are operating in that anointing, you are doing something in a degree that is beyond your natural ability, amen? Whenever, excuse me, whenever you are operating in the anointing, you, 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 you are doing things that you were not taught 
to do. You are doing things far beyond your training, far beyond your degree. It goes beyond your natural abyss, uh, gifts or abilities, and it allows you to reach into the human heart and touch someone all for the kingdom of God. Amen. And if you think sometimes we think that this anointing thing is simply for a Sunday morning factor, but if that's what you think that the anointing is just for a preacher on a Sunday morning, you have misunderstood the real meaning of the anointing because let me tell you something. How many of you know you need the oil on a Monday morning? Amen. You will need it in front of the board meeting this week. You will need it dealing with a co-worker. Anybody? You just want to smack somebody and the anointing just comes and pulls your arm on back. Anybody ever been there? You will need it to deal with your child or your man-child wife that you are trying to raise because sometimes the anointing even leaves those people confused that are looking at you. Sometimes the oil will leave those people who've been placed over you a little dazed and confused because they're sitting there and they're watching you operate at such a caliber that they've never seen you operate in. They'll be trying to figure out how you are able to carry out that certain task when you don't have half the experience that they have. They're trying to figure out how are you functioning at that level when you don't have the education that they have and it leaves them a little dumbfounded. They're trying to understand how you got to such a level when your pedigree is nowhere near as impressive as theirs. But what they don't get is that it is the oil and the anointing and the appointing and the authority and the power of the Holy Spirit on your life. Use the education, go to school, use your natural gifts, use what your mama gave you, but don't forsake the oil. You know, whenever we say, I'm a Christian, what we are saying is, one of the things that we are saying in that statement is that we have a God reliance, that we are reliant on him that we lean on him and we lean into him. We rely on him. We have a God reliance. But there are too many Christians that are living on a self-reliance. It's all about me and what I can do. I've, under, I've come to understand that people want to operate in the gifts of the spirit yet neglect the God of those gifts. People want to operate. I want to speak in tongues. I'm a prophet. I'm an apostle. Well, I want all of these things. But yet at the end of the day, they want those things, but they have neglected the God that can give them, give them those gifts because there is nothing that God has called us to that we can do alone. Everything that God has called you to, you've got to have a power from on high. You not only need the Holy Spirit in church, but you need the oil in your life to help you parent throughout the week. Amen. You need the anointing to maintain the covenant that you made with your spouse before the Lord. You can't do it without God's help. You thought this anointing thing was just for church. No, it's for your everyday. If you need more creativity on your 
job? Get in the oil. You need a better performance on your job? Get in the oil. You need to drive through Atlanta without using obscene hand gestures? Get in the oil. With the stress of life and with the weight and the burden of of your family and everything that you're carrying in life and the chaos on planet Earth, guess what? You don't need another cigarette break. You need the power of the Holy Ghost on your life. You don't need just your pastor to have the Holy Ghost. You need the power of the Holy Spirit in your life. I believe I said it last week. There are too many people that want their pastor to have the Holy Spirit, but they don't want it because they don't want to have to alter and change their life. Pastor, you better have a spirit-filled word. You better be praying in the spirit and with understanding. You better come with a word because you know why? I haven't been in it all week. So you're relying on somebody else with the spirit to give the spirit to you. No, the God is saying, I don't want you to have it for yourself. And when I look back over my life at what intrigued me about people 20 years ago when I was cruising around in a Jeep with no oil. When I look back, what was intriguing then no longer intrigues me. If you look back over your life 20 years, the things that you thought were cool then, some of you thought you were the stuff. You may still think you are the stuff. Back then, you may have been attracted to They've got the Jordans and they got the Jeeps and they've got this and they've got that. But now when I look back over my life and, and, and now when I look at people in the ministry that today that I admire and that I'm intrigued to, when I look at people throughout scripture that, 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 I, that, I'm a, that, I, that I admire or that I'm intrigued by their life, you know those people when you get with them, you just want to pull out your phone and start taking notes of what they're doing in their life. Is there anybody in your life like that? If you don't have one of those people in your life, you need to get somebody in your life that whenever you get around them in the spirit, you're just like, what is it that they're doing? What, 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 what is, how are they connecting with heaven? And when I look at people in the ministry, when I look at people in the Bible that, that, that I'm intrigued by, it, 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 it's no longer their natural ability that I'm attracted to, but it is their oil. It's the spirit inside of them. It's their anointing. It's, 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 it's when they are operating in the spirit and I stand back and say, Lord, how did they get there? Lord, let, let me push a little further. Let me pray a little harder. Let me read a little more. And some of you talking about being attracted, some of you are in the dating world and you're having problems finding that right person. You may have been looking for the wrong thing because how long has it been since you've checked someone's anointing level? Because you know that their bank account is full, but is their tank full of oil in the spirit? You know they got all the right clothes in their their closet, but what do they have on the armor of God? Are they full of the spirit? Do they have the Holy Spirit? I mean, get this. Luke chapter four. Jesus starts talking about himself. He's talking about himself because he's self-aware. He's not saying this because he's cocky. He 
just knew where his help was coming from. So he's talking this thing through. And he comes out and he starts reading this old scripture about himself. And in Luke chapter four, verse 18, he says, the spirit of the Lord is upon me. A bold statement. See, we need to lose some self-confidence and get some God-fidence. I was talking to first service. Do you know now some degrees require you to go to class to help build your self-confidence? There are people going to classes to feel better about themselves. There are too many people in the church. You've been relying on yourself for far too long and we've got to lose some of that and get some confidence. The state of knowing the oil is upon me. Devil, you better back up because the oil is upon me today. I don't deserve it, but you gave it to me anyway. I can't describe it in its fullness, but he gave me the oil. And today, when I got up this morning, the oil was upon me today. He said, the spirit of the Lord is upon me. Why? Because he has anointed me. He said, it's because of the oil on my life for such a time as this, what for me to do what I've been called to do, they were, wow, if Jesus needs the oil, how much more do you and I need the oil? He said, I may be the son of God, but I still need the power of the spirit on my life. Why do you need the oil, Jesus? What have you been called to do? And he said, well, let me tell you, because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor, he he has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captive and, and recovery of sight to the blind, to set at liberty those who are oppressed and to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. He said, I may be Jesus, but I still need the oil. He not only knows that he's anointed, but he also knows what he's anointed for. I have seen so many people in the church say, I'm anointed, but they will not lift a finger to do anything for the kingdom of God. I've got the spirit. Well, what are you doing with it? Because there are too many people sitting around, I'm anointed, but they will not lift up a finger to help anybody out in the kingdom. This, he, he said, I'm not only anointed, but I know why I'm anointed. He said, while you're out there running from the blind. Well, you're out there running from the captive. The spirit is upon me and I'm running to them. I've been anointed in the house to go outside of this house and draw people to the cross. There is no one alive that has been anointed to simply be anointed. Period. I don't care that you're anointed. What are you doing with it? As a pastor, there's always those people who walk up to me and say, I'm anointed. Well, we'll praise the Lord. What are you doing with it? If somebody walks up to me, I have them all the time. I'm a prophet. If you got to tell me you're a prophet, show me the money. Where it at? 
There is no one alive that has been appointed to simply be anointed, to simply be anointed. You were not anointed to be a pew sitter. You were not anointed to be a crowd watcher. You were not anointed to be a sermon soaker. Do you know as a pastor, people who just come to church, oh, I'm about to, I'm, I'm, I'm about to. Do you know those people that just come to church to hear my sermons? You pull energy out from me. And you give nothing back. I'm going to preach it today. You were not anointed to be a sermon soaker. You were anointed to impact the kingdom of God. Tell your neighbor, I am anointed for such a time as this. Because when the church can understand, I've not been anointed for the church. I've been anointed for the world. And when the church can get that in their head, that is when something starts to happen. I mean, look at the text today. Israel is in need of a new king. God sends Samuel to go find the next king. When I was reading this this week, I don't know what it was, but Samuel kept jumping off the page to me. It has never happened like that while, 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 while I was reading this passage. I didn't. I did not know what, what, why was my focus on Samuel? God sends Samuel to go find the next king. Can you imagine being Samuel? Carrying around a horn of oil. Can you imagine what that was like? I can't. The horn of oil was simply a horn from an animal that had been cured and processed and hollowed out and they would pour the oil into it. Samuel is walking around with a horn of oil of the most valuable oil in the world. Can you imagine being Samuel and knowing that this oil that you were carrying is not even for you? Mm. It was not even for you. You're just carrying somebody else's anointing. Ooh, ooh, what a weight to carry somebody else's anointing. Let me tell you, when I was studying this, I realized what some of us would probably do. You want to know what some people in the, in the church would do? If you're Samuel and you're carrying the oil and you know the next head that, you, that this oil touches is the king, you'd be walking down the road you'd find you a tree to get behind and you would dump it on your head and you would be like, here I am, Lord. Send me. I'm the king. I've got it. But Samuel knew his anointing was to find the next king, not to be the king. Wow. Oh, Lord, don't let the church get so caught up with being the next king that we forsake making king. Am I the king, Lord? Surely it's me. 
surely I'm the king. Oh, it's got to be me. Surely it's me. No, no, no. Let us not get so caught up on that. Let us not get so caught up that we forget to make kings because this is so good and could change somebody's life today because there are people in this room that are just like Samuel and sometimes it's so easy to sit and get mad when good things are happening to other people. You know, you're always the bridesmaid, never the bride and you're wondering when it will be your turn and when you find yourself in this role, remind yourself of this Samuel, that that, that, that anointing that anointing may not be your anointing because we all can't be the king. Somebody's got to carry the oil. Somebody has got to carry it. And God sent Samuel to the house of Jesse. He sends him to the house of Jesse. The king's in the house. And whenever he gets there, He said, where are your sons? Jesse said, well, I have seven of them. Let me go get them for you. I can just see Jesse in the kitchen. Samuel's in the living room. Boys, today's the day. Somebody's about to be king. Get your robe ironed. Dust off your shoes. Put your, put your, put your shoulders back, son. Somebody's about to be the king. One by one, he brings them in before Samuel. Samuel's looking at the boys. He's not it. He's not it. You're not it. You're not it. What in the world? Seven times, Jesse said, None of these are it. Samuel says, no, no, no. What's up, Jesse? Supposed to be a king here. You got another son somewhere? He said, actually I do. He's out in the field with the sheep. Get him. Bring him to me. Bring him to me. Daddy wouldn't even say his son's name. Daddy had a king in the house and he didn't even know it. Wow. What's in your house you don't even know is there? Daddy had a king in the house. Daddy didn't even know it. Samuel said, go get the boy. And the word says, he told them, we will not sit down until he gets here. Samuel said, hold up boys. We ain't going anywhere. He got Southern. We ain't going nowhere y'all. Go get the eighth boy. He said, I'm gonna hold up your entire day until he gets here. Don't sit down, stand up. Can't you just see him? Oh my gosh. Don't sit down. Oh my goodness. He's not the king. 
He's not him. He said, I'm going to hold up your entire day until he gets here. Number two, I know you've got a date at 1.30, but you ain't getting there until he comes. Number five, I know your iPhone just went off to remind you, you've got an appointment, but you ain't going there until number eight gets up in this house. He said, I'm going to wreck your calendar. I'm going to hold up everything until the right one gets right here. What has been held up in your life because you will not get in the oil? What king, what answer to prayer is in your house, right in front of your face, right in front of your eyes that you've been overlooking for years simply because you refused to let the oil get in your house? Oh, the word says, Samuel, so bring him here. Here comes little ruddy David. He's a little boy, young boy, youngest of the sons. Comes in, he's been in the field. He probably had a little stench to him. He probably had a little lamb dung on the bottom of his sandals. And he's walking in all dusty, sweaty. And Samuel looks at him and the Lord says, that's the one. And Samuel took the horn of the oil and poured it on him. I don't know for sure, but I can just imagine. I feel like when David was in the Psalms writing and David said, in the presence of my enemies, I feel like David had a flashback when he was standing in his living room with his brothers sitting there singing, in the presence of my enemies. Can't you imagine all the other brothers looking? Number two sitting there like, oh my gosh. Number five, whenever, whenever David walks by, he goes, bad. You know, it's just, I can't believe that little shepherd boy. How crazy. There's no way he's the king. This is messed up, Samuel. There is no way. David was last to the party. He didn't even get an invitation. There's no way he can be king. Seven other brothers got there first. Seven other brothers shook the hand of Samuel first. Seven other brothers bowed and was trying to swoon Samuel first. Seven people got there before number eight. I want to tell you something today. When God has something for you, it doesn't matter who got there first. It doesn't matter who applied for the job first. It does not matter who put in the offer to the house first. Because when God has something for you, the oil ain't moving until you get there. That's the power of the oil. Band, help me out. I want to tell you something. The next time you find yourself in a similar situation, standing in front of your enemies, you need to stop praying for wrath of God to take them out and start praying for more oil. Stand up with me today. Come on, we're going to sing this out today. We're going to sing this out today. Come on. We're singing it out today. Will you just raise up your hands with me? Come on, let's just declare it today. That's my prayer today. That's my prayer today. Fill me up. Fill me up, love. Come on, let's sing it today. Fill me up, God. Fill me up, God. 
nothing special but then you flip the page and here comes little David running out to the most famous moment of his life Goliath is standing there the brothers are looking at him like ah here he is again the brothers couldn't do it Goliath is standing there and he is so well versed and fighting with the military. He knows all the ins and outs. He's been doing it all of his life. I mean, he's a giant. Everyone is afraid of him. He knows about, he knows about, he knows all the terms. He knows about uh, all the artillery that they have. And David, all he knows are, uh, is about a little lamb. And he comes out there and David, now there's something special about him. And he says, sure, I'll do it. And what everybody saw that day was just a little shepherd boy and all he had was just a little rock but let me tell you something he had more than a little stone he had the stone and a little oil and all you need is a little oil today some people think the stone is what took him out no I think it was the anointing upon his life that day some people I'm gonna be honest with they look at me and they say how do you get up there that's not your personality you're all quiet and you're an introvert and then you get up there and something happens all I need is the word and a little bit of oil and a little bit of oil takes me a long way it transforms me into something I can't do by myself if there's something in your life today you say Lord I can't do it by myself I want to tell you there's an oil that can get upon your life today would you just raise up your hands right now and say Lord give me some more oil today Lord Lord I need the anointing on my life hey hey Fill me up today. Fill me up. 
oil of God on my life. I want you just to raise up your hand and I'm gonna pray for you wherever you're at. I want the anointing. I wanna operate. When people look at me, I don't want them to see Chase. I want them to see the Holy Ghost. Whenever people look at me, I don't want them to notice my gifts. I want them to say, he must be in the presence of the Lord. If that's you, will you just raise up your hand? Lord, I pray for every hand that's being raised in this place today. Lord, put a fire in their belly. Let it be like fire shut up inside of their bones, oh Lord. Lord, I pray for an anointing to fall down from heaven like rain on them today, oh God. Lord, anoint them, anoint them where they can work better where they are, Lord. Anoint them where they can work at a capacity far greater than ever before. I pray an anointing comes on a salesman today and they make record sales this, this week, oh God. They break every record. Lord, I pray you put an anointing on the hands of someone this week and everything that they touch, Lord, just turns into fruit for the kingdom of God. Lord, today, oh Lord, I pray you anoint somebody's mouth that when they speak, souls start coming to the cross, oh God. Lord, today, Lord, I give you all the honor. I give you all the glory. We just want more today, Lord. Fill us up today, Lord. Hey, fill me up. 